The Parenting Unpacked podcast is recorded on Yagara and Yagambe Banjalung land. We acknowledge the Turrbal, Yagara and Kumbamari people as its traditional custodians. We acknowledge all First Peoples of this land and celebrate their enduring connections to country, knowledge and stories. We pay our respects to the Elders, those who have passed into the dreaming, those here today and those of tomorrow. And welcome back to Parenting Unpacked. You're here with Dr. Siobhan Kennedy-Costantini and Dr. Kristen Summer. Hello, Kristen. Hey, Siobhan. How you doing? Good. How's tired, that? Twen- but I'm how- always tired. I was going to say, how's that 20-week baby belly doing for you? Good. I've got a proper baby belly now. It's like obvious Ooh. that I'm pregnant and not just fat. Not that there's oh anything goodness. wrong with being fat. My goodness. Um, but it's, obvious, it's obviously not just too much pasta. Um, so that's good. I do um, love pasta though. Oh, I love pasta. It's great. Um, one of my like early, like first trimester pregnancy cravings, and this is really gross. So apologies in advance, but I loved just like plain pasta with the sauce being tomato sauce, like ketchup. Ugh. I know. Ugh. Terrible. And then grated Ugh. cheese. Ugh, How okay. horrific is that? Like... I am okay with like, actually, I really enjoy like plain pasta, butter, parmesan, salt. Like that is amazing. Tomato sauce makes me want to vomit. Like you are not. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't belong on pasta. No. no. I could understand like pasta sauce, like just tomato sauce. Like passata or something. Yeah. Exactly. But no, it was like from a bottle ketchup. How gross. We need to stop talking about this before I vomit. Sorry. (laughs) Instead, what we can do is we can zoom straight ahead because like, Guys, we have the most awesome, most awesome, I don't know if that's correct English, but just the coolest episode to bring to you today. And it all started with a DM. So I, like, on Instagram, got a message from someone on Facebook, actually. And she was like, um, I'm in the middle of, like, surrogacy. Like, I do you know if there's any research on intended parents and, like, their bonding with and all this kind of stuff? And I was like, no, I have no idea about any of it, right? Um, and so I put a call out on my Instagram and that's how I connected with the Pete, uh, is it? I don't actually know what her name, uh, I can't remember. My brain is broken, but that's how I connected with the first person who came on here to talk about surrogacy in India, um, who is a PhD student at Griffith, but, um, who, someone else who slid into my DMs was a wonderful woman named Krista, who was just like, Hey, like we did like we we just went through it i'm an intended parent a good friend of mine that i work with she was the surrogate um it was crazy the whole birth was crazy and things like that the pregnancy was really rough um but i am more than happy to talk to other people because it is a very like lonely place um and it's hard to find good information i was like you're amazing and i connected the two of them and i like just kind of floated it randomly i was like it sounds like you have an amazing story i really would love if you wanted to um to talk to you on the podcast um and i kind of left it for a little she's like yeah that's great and i kind of left it for a little while i don't know why but i did and then i was like wait i never like sent you the link and so i sent her the link and she's got an eight month old baby mind you and i hadn't so i did a like a bad admin thing which we know i'm terrible at i hadn't like closed out our interviews for the holiday period so we have this link where our guests can sign up and they can look at our calendars and go like, this is a great time for me. Like, let's do it then. And so she signed up and it was the 27th of December. And I was like, fuck, 
Like, I understand, like, why it's a perfect date for, like, a mother with an eight-month-old. Like, there's childcare around. It's amazing. But, like, Siobhan and I were on holidays and it, it's really hard to navigate whether we're actually taking holidays or not from jobs like this. Hey, Siobhan. Oh, impossible. Um, I just did a quick Google while you were chatting. Um, Lopa is the Lopa, um, that's right. PhD researcher. Um, who Lopa. That, so for those who haven't listened or haven't listened in a while, um, Kristen did a an interview with Lopa um, from Griffith University. She's a PhD student studying surrogacy in India um, and uh, talking about how surrogacy has changed. The laws have changed over there. Um, they changed during her PhD around surrogacy, which changed mm. how she um, studied it. And in Australia, the laws are different to how they are in India. And so I, I was just fascinated talking to Beck and Krista about mm. their experience. Um, and just the idea of surrogacy in general is so interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and like, if you think about like historically, like it wasn't at all unusual for families to like share kids. Like mm. there are stories of, um, I, th I think the, as a child, I first learned about it in the book Mao's Last Dancer, where, um, yeah, it, it, he does. So he's a um, mm. Chinese ballet dancer, but he tells the story of how one of his brothers was given to his aunt and uncle who couldn't have children. So like one of his Whoa. brothers was given away. And like, that's not that crazy for back in like the early 1900s, like children were seen as a shared resource. And I guess nowadays, resource. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Hey, and I guess yeah. surrogacy in a way that like, the uterus is a shared resource, mm. um, but it's just amazing. Mm. And the story of um, how Beck and Krista came to um, came to each other, how they went on this journey together. It was just fascinating. And I, mm. like you say, we recorded in the middle of our holidays and both of us yeah. were like, the. but I left the conversation so invigorated and happy and it was just an absolute joy to hear their story. It was just the best thing ever. And we just kept talking and they're just really cool people. And Beck is just the most fascinating human. The way that her brain works, the like, kindness and I just I can't I don't it she's just amazing and you guys are going to hear all about it um throughout the episode and you're going to be just as amazed as we are by both Beck and Krista because they're both really really phenomenal women um in their mothering journey in their people journey in their work like they're just really great people so I'm so stoked that we got to interview them and without further ado I'm just going to flick you straight over to the episode because we don't need to talk anymore because we talk a lot in the episode so enjoy it hello and welcome back to parenting unpacked here with dr siobhan kennedy costantini and dr Kristen summer hey Kristen. hi siobhan guess who we've got with us today who do we have we have krista and beck and without me i don't need to introduce them i would love for them to introduce themselves krista tell us who you are who's in your family and what you're talking about today I am Krista. Um, I'm here talking today about our journey to have our daughter via surrogate. So it's just my husband, myself, and our beautiful eight-month-old daughter, Amelia. Oh, amazing. And amazingly, Krista, we also have Beck, who is joining us as well. I can't believe we got both of you on at the same time. I'm very excited. So Beck, <laughs> tell us who you are, who's in your family, and what you're talking about today. <laughs> So I'm Beck. Um, I have a confusing family. I have two grown-up boys and I also their sister who calls me mum as well. So they've got a younger sister 
who has a little boy as well. So I have a little grandbaby. And I was a surrogate for Krista. Amazing. All right. Well, let's just dive straight into it because Siobhan and I have so many questions and just Siobhan looks like she's about to die if she doesn't get to ask the first one. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it's so it's so interesting and so wonderful. I think surrogacy is the kind of thing that everyone is intrigued by but doesn't necessarily have access to the people who can answer the questions who have a, like a firsthand lived experience. So um I'm very excited for today's episode, but let's start kind of at the beginning. Krista, can you tell us a little bit about your fertility journey and um, why you chose surrogacy? So um, I was born with MRKH syndrome, which has a long, complicated medical name, but the abbreviation is MRKH syndrome. It affects one in every 5,000 female births and means that they generally don't have a uterus or a cervix that have functioning ovaries. So in my case, I have no cervix, no uterus, and I've known since I was 17. And I'm 35 this year. Wow. Sorry, so hold on. my only option. Yeah, that's really uh, interesting. That's really cool. Now, my question is, how did you discover this at 17? A lack of a period. So I went oh. to an all-girls boarding school, so everyone's all normal. And here's me, oh, I've got nothing. So they went and did some examinations and found that I had yeah, completely nothing. And I also had to have my vagina reconstructed as well. Oh, so. amazing. That's so interesting. There were so many questions we could ask about that. Maybe we'll put that on a second episode. Um, but Siobhan, <laughs> it's, now here's the thing. Siobhan and I like have a pact with each other to take turns asking questions and we have a really hard time doing that. Um, but Siobhan, it's your turn to ask a question. So it's my <laughs> official turn. <laughs> yes. We're also really bad. We love to ask follow-up questions, but that breaks the rule of taking turns and we're mm -hmm. trying to get better at interrupting each other, but mm -hmm. in effort to stay on the course. Um, yes. So I guess, yeah, so kind of follow-up question to my original is how and why did you decide to pursue surrogacy as opposed to other options to grow your family, Krista? Uh, essentially, I was always told surrogacy would be my only genetic option. I was quite open to adoption. My husband, who would have been happy, but he would have wanted to try at least try the genetic option, which, you know, I'm happy to do that for him. He went into the marriage knowing full well, well the first day we'd met each other, I said, look, I don't have a uterus. If you want this relationship, this is going to be something you're going to have to deal with. So, mm -hmm. so he was all sort of, yeah, okay. I don't think he knew the cost involved. Yeah. But... <laughs> all the bits and pieces. Oh my yes, goodness. So... Wow. So like, I guess you guys have had a really interesting path to surrogacy, right? Like you've known in your head since you were 17 that it was surrogacy or adoption. So you've always been processing yep. those two options and your husband's known since the day he met you. So was it a, an easy or a difficult decision to come to to pursue surrogacy? Um, I'd say it was fairly easy. The biggest challenge we had is finding someone to do it. Neither of my sisters, they both have medical issues, so it's not something that we, was an option. And for me, I've never really had too many female friends, so light on. So thanks, Beck. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. So it was it was just one of those things that said, well, look, this is what we're, we're going to do. And it took a while to get started, but once we got started, it went fairly quickly. And so how do you and Beck know each other? Are you happy to tell them what our occupation is? All three of us are Queensland police officers. Ah, so. Wow. So cool. Wait, so, yeah. so are you Queensland police officers in um, the city that you were, I mean, 
tell us a little bit about how you met who like all that kind of stuff is so cool because you told me I have a message but like I need to know more um so there's a place called Palm Island which is off the coast of Townsville it's an aboriginal community where the Boogerman people live um myself I moved there from Doomadgee as a police officer because I enjoy working in communities mm. moved there my husband moved there we met and then Beck moved I think two years after we got there yeah so two years after I got there and a year after my husband got there so we all met I met my husband there we met Beck there we all met on Palm so we're on different places now but wow the magic of Palm Island hey (laughs) definitely and far north (laughs) Queensland Hmm. or is it just north Queensland uh north Queensland far north Yep. Fun of, it's hot, basically. We, we that's what you're it's in the middle. It's hot. it's hot and it's humid, and that's as much as we need to know. Definitely. Yeah, wow. And how did you broach the conversation of, like, did it come naturally or was it like tap, back, tapping back on the shoulder? How did you react back? Tell us how that, how that went. Did you want to ask Krista, that Yeah, Krista doesn't have a filter, so she doesn't have <laughs> secrets and she'll say everything. Um, but we were having a chat one night. I think we are on night work together possibly possibly and um yeah and we're talking about families and stuff and she told me that she couldn't have kids and I had grown up kids my kids were out of home and everything and I said well I've got all the working bits you can borrow them <laughs> like just, like literally was <laughs> so, that so it casual. I <laughs> yeah, love it pretty much I think she offered on the second day her second day on the island we were driving around and she said oh I'll do it she didn't know it was from Barra and we never thought of it until it came time to start and I was like, oh, how do I bring this topic up? And she knew I'd been to the fertility doctor. And she goes, well, when are we going to do this? What are we doing? <laughs> and you're like, oh, you're serious. Wonderful. Let's do it. Thank yeah. you. You're amazing. Like I, don't, I, 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 like, I don't know many people who would just be like, come on, like, let's, <laughs> let's get a baby for you. Hurry up. <laughs> I'm getting old. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So my question is, Beck. Has this been something you thought about before or was it just when you met Krista and you just you're just like this is something I can do? Like what what was you what was your yeah. thought My um my son had had a few miscarriages. My oh. sister had tried IVF. I had a lot of friends that were going through IVF. So I know what the struggle is. So when Krista said it, I said, Yeah, no dramas, let's do it. Oh, that's Lovely. so amazing. It was so quick though. Wait, wait. So the second day, you guys knew each other. You were like, yeah. "I've got working bits. You can borrow them." Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I just yeah. N- nothing is more like Australian, more ochre. I know, than right? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. So yeah. <sighs> so for our international listeners in Australia, um, surrogacy uh, must be altruistic. You're not allowed to pay or compensate people for anything other than the medical costs incurred. Um, so and obviously you guys are friends and it, by the sounds of it it was com- very much coming from a loving and wonderful place but how did you broach kind of the like I don't know legal complications were there contracts like how did you like oh, you, I think you mentioned at the beginning that you went through counselling together um, how did that side of things go? Um, so with surrogacy in Queensland there's some strict conditions that you have to meet legal wise so besides that, you have to all have to be over 25. You have to have a medical or social reason. My medical reason was quite very straightforward for the doctors. You can't. Um, then, so the legal things were we had to do up a con- get legal advice from several separate solicitors and they drew up a, it's not a contract, it's an agreement. So it's not enforceable. If Beck had changed her mind 
not that she would she was worried I would change my mind <laughs> so, we, <laughs> so um, we would have to go through family law court and stuff like that but essentially it was there it lays out sort of things like oh Beck wouldn't breastfeed or Beck we would cover this if Beck needed sick days they were covered depending on the circumstances because everyone's jobs are obviously different some medics yeah so in our case we have what calls a sick bank so if Beck had to be on bed rest for the entire pregnancy work would supply extra sick days so we wouldn't have to pay for her um uh, income but obviously that's not the case with everyone mm-hmm. um we had to do three counseling sessions two alone so my husband and I and then Beck by herself and then one jointly and that was when we're talking about things that might be a bit difficult so again we have no filters so we'd already had the conversations about <laughs> birth defects so we just sort of had those sort of just those sort of conversations then we went to the counsellor it was it's just a bit of it's fluff but a legal requirement it's obviously good for people who don't know each other and have to have those difficult conversations. Um, but yeah, and then we did the, what was it, Becky reminded me and I forgot again. The committee, the surrogacy committee That's had to approve it. So they send all the paperwork off. You get, the, you get a, you have to do psychological assessment mm-hmm. and everything like that. And then um, they send all that off and then the committee reviews it and says yes or no. Wow. Wait, so there's a, there's a, there's a surrogacy committee in Australia. Queensland. Yes. I think each in state Queensland. have one. Wow. Yeah. Different rules in each state. That is, I did not have any idea that that was even a thing. That's so cool. Did you guys like? No. Yeah. No idea. I got a, a step-by-step instructions on what I needed to get from our, um, from Queensland Fertility Group. They sent me their donor coordinator, sent me this list in layman's terms. And it's fantastic because I'm like, oh, okay, tick, 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 tick. And then that was, and then I submitted it all to her and she just took care of it. Beautiful. So this isn't like, did you guys do any Googling before um, starting the process or were you just like, I'm going to trust the experts? Yeah, pretty much. I just went into the fertility thing. I'm like, this is what we're doing. What do I do? Wow. Yeah, Krista just told me everything I had to do. <laughs> like, you be my researcher, you Krista. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now yeah, tell me where my... I've got to go, what time my appointment is, and I'm there. Oh, and I've, so I've cool. already paid for it. I've paid for it already. <laughs> My goodness, that's so cool. Now I'm going to break the rules. Sorry, Siobhan, um, because there was one question I had that kind of jumped up uh, for me. And that was that you guys, so you had separate solicitors that drew up these agreements. Um, what were, if you don't mind me asking, what were the clauses you wrote into that about the expectations of the carrying and the birthing and the after um, of the baby? What were the, because you said um, Beck wouldn't breastfeed. What were the, like, the, the kind of rules you had outlined in that agreement? memory I don't think we had too many ours was fairly straightforward mm-hmm. a lot of the time they put in they originally had in it that she would only do three attempts and I said to Beck how do you feel about that because obviously it's her body because my body we'd go to town as many times as we needed to but mm-hmm. very conscious that this is someone else's body mm-hmm. and her response was we're doing this until you get a baby I went cool mm-hmm. righto mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said you need to remove that um, I had them remove the Facebook clause as well they said that you could put in a group so that Beck's family could see the pictures of her I was didn't know if I wanted to put pictures up yet or anything like that. So we removed that. A lot of it we more removed than we added anything in. Yeah, okay. um, they also big about making sure that we have a plan in place to explain to our daughter how she came about, which mm. we already sort of had an idea. So that wasn't, that was fairly straight. I was fairly easy because we're so, I want to say laid back, but we're not, we weren't too particular. We were comfortable enough to talk to each other and we knew what, what we wanted but there are options that you can put into that sort of thing is like yeah. so um mm-hmm. private health a lot of people pay for the private health mm-hmm. the difference Beck already had private health and we didn't we just went public 
in the end. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, there's lots of things that you can put in it, but I, yeah, we're probably a bit boring in the sense that we didn't really have a lot in it. <laughs> but yeah. and like you said, it's an agreement rather than a contract. And it sounds like you have really open lines of communication anyway. Mm. Yeah, Everything you, you changes. Yeah. yeah. As, as you go on, things pop up, things change. Like after we lost, um, we haven't got here yet, but after mm. we lost the first one, like Krista and I are both devastated mm. and she didn't want me to go again. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah. you know what? She told me she's going. Yeah, yeah. Let's oh. <laughs> let's ju- let's jump forward to um. Yeah, tell us the, the process. Tell us the story. Mm. Um. So I think. Oh, can I remember? Um, 2019. I think I went in. I had my first fertility mm-hmm. appointment in the February. They did all the usual tests to make sure I was fertile. That there's nothing wrong with my husband. Mm-hmm. Beyond all that side of things, many things. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah. oh. with what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so there we had all that. And then I had my first egg retrieval in October. So it took that long because oh, wow. of COVID. That mm-hmm. COVID started to be an issue. So we did that. We only had one embryo the first time. And it was awful that I wasn't going again. So, so in return, I got a puppy dog if I went again. So my husband's like, he's <laughs> not deal. going. You have to go again. <laughs> oh, so no. I went and did it again. We had a more successful round that time because sometimes they say it's like Russian roulette with your medications to work out uh. what's going to to work so the second time we yeah. had a lot more everything we ended up with that total of eight embryos so yeah. with surrogacy they like you to do your embryos first mm-hmm. medicare does not cover anything for surrogacy it is deemed not medically necessary for you to have a child mm. rude it doesn't like so rude. It, it, unfortunately um australia is not very friendly to if you can't do things traditionally they like to make mm. it a little bit more complicated um so unfortunately for our case i had the option of considering a uterus transplant so I was able to have Medicare cover mine. I would not do it. I'm following a girl with the same condition. Oh, sorry, a woman that has the same condition as me in America who is going through it. Has her uterus had just had her first transplant, but unfortunately the baby didn't make it. So she's having Aww. to do it again. But watching what she's going through, oh no, it was not for me. It was not for me. Oh um, my goodness. So we did that, got that. And then we then started their process back, went to the same fertility doctor, got all her checks done, told that she was amazing. I'm just going to interrupt you there, Krista. So when Krista was going through all this, I was getting messages going, if you want to pull out any time, these hormones are a bitch and if you don't want to do this, pull out now. Krista's never had a period. So she doesn't know the hormones that we all get. So when she was on the hormones. So confronting. So confronting. It was horrid. Kudos she wanted to kill you. everyone. Yeah, no yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I was on the front. I wasn't allowed to be on the road at the time because you swell up like quite mm. bloated because your ovaries are pumping out all these eggs and I was huge and I was on the front counter of the police station. Oh, it was so hard. I was like, lose, like dealing you with can't yell at people, and... you can't yell at me. Yeah. That's or yeah. they say something and you cry. Dealing with <laughs> potential. Oh my, that's, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and you've never, you haven't have, you don't have like all these years of practice. Christy, I had no thing. It was pulling down and I've got nothing to pull down. So the only thing they could conclude was my ovaries were pulling down and it was oh it was awful. I had heat packs strapped everywhere and my sisters thought it was the best thing in the world. It would be like <laughs> my life. Oh. It was horrid, yeah. No, I I'm a big sook. So it's probably no. good I couldn't have children because <laughs> I saw what Beck went through. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, so after that was all done, thank God, we moved on to the legal side of it and checking back medically 
Right. So Beck, when Krista was messaging you, being like, you can pull out at any time, what was going through your head? Oh, suck it up. (laughs) 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 It was pretty much like, yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. No. Bored as well, but it was more suck it up. We've got this. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. You're such an amazing person. Sorry, I just need to keep saying this because you are just, you have such a strong will. And it's like, you sound like a person, like when you've got your like mindset on something, that is it. And it will not end. It's happening. Like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. This is what we're doing. This is- <laughs> All right. Yeah. So what happened next? Um, so after we got all the approvals with the counselling appointments, which is all fairly just straightforward. You do the cycle, you talk to them, they say yes or no, whether you're crazy or not. Um, we get to the end. So then we did our first transfer in, you better remember than I, it was you that was doing all the drugs. Um, oh God. Was that <laughs> April? I want to say April, but I could be wrong. Um, it was somewhere in the early part of 20, last year? Is it last year? 22, yeah. Yep. 21, 22. Oh, 21, 21. 21, 21. Yeah, so we did the first transfer. I flew down. I was on night shift, so I took the days off, flew down to go with, because we didn't know what to expect. No one sort of told us. Mm. Power transfer works. So I ended up talking to one of my best friends. He and his wife had done 12 rounds of IVF before they got their little baby. So I said, what, what happens? And he talked me through it for me. So, but they didn't do anything like they talked. So we oh. didn't get the picture of the embryo. We didn't get oh. to watch it shoot like a firework <laughs> into the uterus. So they, they had this long tube and it's inserted and they shoot the egg in. Our doctor's so competent, he doesn't need it. Oh, okay. So, so I was sitting there holding Beck's hand and the needle came past and I went, oh, look at that needle. So I'm sure Beck was very grateful. No, it was comment. more, look at the size of that and then she remembered where it was going. <laughs> <laughs> went, oh, I should keep quiet. <laughs> yes. yes. It was quite oh good goodness. actually because of COVID, partners mm-hmm. weren't allowed in at the IVF um, for the transplant and the transfer. Mm-hmm. So, but I'd rung them and said, well, look, She's the mum. She's come down from Townsville for it. And they actually made an exception. And Aww. you can see all the jealous women in the waiting room because they must have thought we were lesbians yeah. going in. <laughs> so, just like, how yeah, dare they? She was, she was all dressed up as well, ready to go in. And you could see she was my support person. So, yeah, yeah. they got a bit jealous, I think. But oh, my God. Oh, well. It was good she was there. Tell her we need a little sign, like, I'm the mother. She's my incubator. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Lordy. So that was that was the first transfer, and you kind of said earlier that that um, pregnancy didn't take. Um, yes, so oh, it, it we took. Were, it totally was a took. blighted ovum. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, so we had really high readings. I remember going to my gynecologist in Townsville for an unrelated matter, and I said to her, "My readings are good. Are you sure there's only one?" I said, "I only ordered one. I said yeah. I don't want more than one, so it better mm. only be one." And then everything was going well. Everything was doubling. It was fantastic. And mm. then Beck went for her six-week appointment to check and there was just... Seven weeks, yeah. Oh, seven weeks, mm. empty facts. I was at work at the time. So it was pretty hard. And I had to go home and tell my husband. So I just stayed at work all day. Mm. So I didn't have to go and tell my husband. Yeah. So and poor old Beck was by herself down in Brisbane. I was still up in Townsville. So oh, wow. that's what so I felt Beck- worse about, that she was all by herself. Yeah. So Beck, are you still in Brisbane now, are you? Yeah, I work down here now. Ah, okay. So. Interesting. Oh, that's got to be an interesting navigation for the two of you when there's a 
um, surrogate mother in Brisbane and an intended mother in Townsville. Um, what's the, yes. <laughs> for everyone who's listening, can you describe the commute um, between the two places? Uh, 1,600 kilometres when Krista was in Townsville, so between us. Um, but now that she's moved down, she's only, I think it's about 700 k's, Krista? Yes. Six or seven hours. If we're in your poon now, so we moved oh, down to be close okay. to the family. Beautiful. So yeah, yeah so, so a six or seven so hour drive now versus like a 10, 16. 15 hour drive. Sixteen. Oh, yeah, wow. that's a long time. So wow. we're actually going to see you back on Friday. So oh, oh lovely. Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay, so how? So miscarriage is a really challenging thing for any mother, but. Yeah, in I've this never case, there's two one. mothers. How did you feel? So, Beck, how did you feel when when you found out it was a blighted over? Uh, devastated for Krista. So, because I could see how devastated she was, mm-hmm. and we had such positive from the start. Everything yeah. like the pregnancy tests, the um, blood tests, the HCG levels were all amazing. I was so sick. Everyone goes, "Oh, you're really sick. It's a good pregnancy." No, it's not. Yeah. So yeah, I was really, really sick. I ended up in hospital on a drip because I was so dehydrated. So and then she had to have a DNC. Oh. So So, yeah. But again, we weren't there. So that was the hardest thing for me, I think, is that we weren't there. So it wasn't me going through it physically. Mentally it's like, okay, it didn't work. I'm a bit Mm. upset. Everything like that, but it was more that I am so far away. Beck is all on her own. Like she's got a fantastic family. I love her family. Mm -hmm. I've decided to adopt them. But of course, it's like, well, that's that's she's doing something for me, and I'm here, I'm not there to to help. So, that was probably the worst part. And my husband just trying to keep calm for all of us, yeah. I think where our text messages and FaceTiming and everything was massive, and it still Mm. is like it's Mm. we'd go what maybe one or two days without a message, if we're lucky. Oh. Well, not lucky, but you know what I mean. Someone's not sleeping, it usually goes longer. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned, um, as well, firstly, I mean, Kristen, you were talking about how um, Beck clearly has an iron will. So um, it sounds very clear that from the beginning that you were very happy to, to go again. Did you, but you kind of mentioned earlier when we foreshadowed, Krista, that you weren't as keen for Beck to try again? No, I didn't. I didn't want to go through it again. It was too upsetting because, like, I'm underneath. I get I clean when I get upset, like mm. ridiculously crazy clean. Um, so I'm underneath the ballistic vest, cleaning dirt that's been there for years. And my boss comes in and you're like, "Fine, I'm fine." I just didn't want to go through all that again. Yeah. And to tell my husband, he's a very emotional person. He doesn't cope mm. well with this sort of stuff. He knew he had to for Beck and I. Well, had to, but he's like, "No, this is my job. This is the only thing mm. I can do." So I didn't want to put him through that, but they both like, no, we're doing this again. You don't get a say. I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm yeah. not mad about it, but it's sort of like, what can I do? You just you can yeah. do it again. It's a team decision. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I got yeah. outvoted. <laughs> <laughs> Majority rules. It's not yeah. like you're really important. It's just your eggs. I mean, <laughs> my job was done. Yeah, I just had to pay the bills. <laughs> I feel so, like that undermines yeah. your uh, your part in this a little bit, Krista. I mean, you carried <laughs> a mental burden for your entire life, knowing that this was a challenge you were going to have to 
um, face and then you were going to be the I think mother. she was, yeah, I think she was just more worried about me having to go mm, through yeah. it again and not being me, able had, to be here. Oh, see, I've had no. the whole life to get used to it. It's never been at 17 I cared more that I couldn't have sex. Like, Seventeen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, yes. Priorities. Babies were not my priority, so it didn't really bother me. I don't think until it came time as I got older, and it took Mm. a really good friend at the police academy telling me, "Look, I've always wanted to adopt babies. It's not a big deal. You'll find someone." So, sure Mm. enough, moved to Palm Island, and here we go. Yeah. Found a husband. Found a surrogate. Yes. Done. (laughs) Gave her everything. Brilliant. (laughs) Okay, so we have decided to soldier on and have another attempt. What happened? Um, so I didn't fly down this time. Beck's like, oh, no, it's pretty cruisy. She didn't really need anyone. So she mm-hmm. went went in, did the transfer, and then so begins Beck's nightmare. <laughs> I'll let you have it. it was not so it was nine weeks. It was nine weeks after the other one. So we had to wait for okay. me to get back into sync. Mm-hmm. And we we went straight. As soon as I got a period, we went straight into it and did mm-hmm. the next one. So, yeah, straight up. And um, mm-hmm. it was, unfortunately, five weeks. Poor Krista gets a message from me. I'd been to my uncle's wedding and we're driving back down from up Sunshine Coast and mm-hmm. I started bleeding. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nobody uh. tells you that with IVF, a lot of people get bleeding. I never had that oh. with my kids. Oh, you know, yeah. back then you peed on a stick and nine months later you had a kid. Oh, wow. Mm. Was it you a sub-chorionic hemorrhage? Yeah, yes. you were very young. We, I think we want to get back to that later. Um, yep. but was it, so it was a sub hemorrhage, which I had myself at nine weeks and I thought I was yes. losing my baby too, which was yes. just traumatising. So Yes, wow. so I went to the Marta Mother's Hospital, but because there'd been a COVID test in Logan, <sighs> mind you, I hadn't been to Logan. I'd actually mm, gone I remember you know, this come time from the other side of Brisbane. Yep. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to see me. I'm like, but I haven't <laughs> been to Logan. I've been at the Sunshine Coast yeah. and stuff. So they actually saw me. But on the weekend, they don't do internal um, scans. Oh, mm, so then they make an appointment. So then I actually got back into our specialist instead yeah. and I went there mm. the next day. And I've walked out because last time I FaceTimed Krista when they did the first scan and that's mm. when we found out there was nothing. Mm. The second time I've walked out and I remember again, they're going, we have a heartbeat just bawling. Oh, <laughs> like, we have a heartbeat. So early. It's really quick. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But none of us had our hopes up. The HCG yeah. levels were so low compared to the other one, but they doubled and stuff. And she was a little yeah. fighter. She was staying. So, yeah, mm. she clung. She did. <laughs> were you we as had... sick this time? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All the time with her, the whole pregnancy. Oh, no. Were you, so... were you sick with your sons? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. mostly the first one. See, I'm yeah. mm. negative blood group. Yeah. And I think I have a bad reaction when they're positive because, yeah, uh, with yeah. my first one, I was really, really sick. And then with her. So. Wow. And then I ended up with a shitload of other medical issues. Yeah. So. Okay. So I think this is probably a good time to contextualize 
um, the distance between your children and your your own motherhood experience. Do you want to tell us how that rolled? Okay, so I had my first son at 17 mm-hmm. and I had my second son at 19. So they are now 29 and 27. Oh, wow. So wow. that's Big the difference kids. between them and Bubby, yeah. I wow. have a sister the same age as Beck's Beck son. I mean, I am the same age as your older son, so hi. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like that also. You're single like, if you're interested. <laughs> I mean, I'm married with a child, but, you know, if someone oh, else, if any of you guys are listening, like we have parenting unpacked, I'm pregnant, like don't have husbands, you know, he is single, single and he has a mom who is amazing. So, you know, genetics and stuff, you know. Anyways, sorry, um, big son. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, blind date. Oh, wow. So one, having a baby at 17 and 19 physically would not be nearly as exhausting as having one at, was it 47? Uh, 46, yeah. 46. So So did they feel different apart from the- Very much so. Yeah. Tell us all about it. Yeah. So um, I guess because even when I went to get testing at the start of this, the gynecologist said to me, you know, I wish women would have babies when you had your first ones because your bodies are so much more prepared for it. So, yeah, um, I think it was very tiring this time. Mm. She sucked the life out of me, mm. absolutely sucked the life out of me. Same. I had um, <laughs> diabetes with both my pregnancies Oh gosh. with the kids and then mm. I ended up with her. But because of the difference in the periods, this time they actually put me on insulin straight away and I had the test done early I didn't wait to 28 Mm. weeks I had it done at 12 weeks and yeah they put me on insulin straight away um so I was on insulin four times a day and then we worked out yeah (laughs) and then we worked out we had a um velamentous cord insertion Mm -hmm. as well okay Um, what does that mean so that's where the cords in the side of the placenta it doesn't mm-hmm. go in the top of the center and then it, all the vessels and that are exposed. So there's a risk when you have birthing later and things like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the student midwives from one of our student midwives, she was really cute because she actually wanted to take photos of it because it was exciting because she didn't see them very often. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, cute. Yeah, so you're yeah a bit of a rock it was star. really cute. <laughs> oh, all the OBs loved Krista because of her story because they yes. very rarely ever meet anyone with that. So, yeah, yeah they wow. kept coming up to her. She was a rock star, trust me. <laughs> um, and then we had uh, polydromnosis, I think it's called. It's um, it's where you got excess amniotic fluid. Oh. So when I say when you, excess, I mean ridiculous amounts of fluid. So you're meant to have 500 mils. We had three and a half litres in there. Oh, wow. Probably. So you, you don't Holy. do so had, No. She had a big spa bath in there. Yeah. Ooh, she was comfy. <laughs> she, she wasn't she coming out. Swim away. She away. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then they, she was, yeah, she was 99 percentile. Oh, wow. <laughs> the whole pregnancy as well. So I, I was huge. I was oh so huge and swollen and... I even said to the OB at the hospital, I said, um, with that poly one, I, I don't know how to pronounce it properly, sorry. She, um, 
I said to her, because I did Google, I asked Dr. Google, and mm-hmm. it had about if you have um, incompatible blood groups mm-hmm. that you can actually end up with it. Oh, she oh. goes, no, I've never heard that. I'm thinking, well, these are university studies. Yeah. Like, you know, that um, not university, scientific studies that are saying yeah. that actually can. And I never had it with my second. Yeah. And I reckon I had it with Jamie because I was so swollen with the first and he's oh. in a positive blood group. Right. So something they should really look into. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, with her, we were shocking. I was just like a balloon. So. Wow. What time of the year was she born? April. Okay. Oh, but so you went through summer. Very pregnant in summer. Oh, my She was in proportion God. then, though. Okay. Didn't, didn't fully blow out until later. <laughs> I think I texted that the other day. I said, Merry Christmas, you're in proportion this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a much more oh, yeah. comfortable Christmas. Wow. Yes. Yes. So we um they decided to induce her two weeks early mm. and she was still huge. So we had decided that Krista was going to come down and stay a couple of weeks so we could go shopping the week before and then I could stay with them after she was born for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So we go to hospitals Easter weekend. Um, <laughs> we end up at the hospital. And I was really scared about going shopping because with the excess fluid, there's a high risk of um, cord prolapse. Mm-hmm. So I was told if my water's broke, I'll get on all fours, head down, call an ambulance. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> so, head down, yeah, yeah. so if we go shopping, I was panicking because I said I know it was going to be, the doctor literally said to me, if my water's broke, it was going to be a tsunami. Oh, yeah, so, that much fluid, I absolutely. Was so scared to go out anywhere. But anyway, so we end up at the hospital. They put a lot of gel in. They tried. I was already getting contractions even before they started it, but she mm. just wasn't coming. She wouldn't um, mm. engage properly. We went two and a half days, Krista. Oh, wow. Yeah, went in Monday yeah. night and then 12 o'clock on Wednesday, two nights, Wednesday night. Yeah, so we, we had three hours sleep. Morning. But we had about yeah. three hours sleep for that two and a half days. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they finally took us in at 12 o'clock for the cesarean because um, it was too high risk to break the waters and stuff. And she just wasn't going to come. And she presented an ear. They were doing a dose, like, <laughs> no. check. And they're like, that's, that's an ear or a nose. And they brought someone in to check. And they're like, no, that's an ear. So it's like, I think she was listening. I went, no, I don't like this. I don't think I'll be coming. Yeah. <laughs> I've, oh, I've heard your suggestions. And no, thank you. I'm staying put in yeah. my little spa bar. Yes. Oh, this, this child was so hangry all the time. Like, she would kick the crap out of me if I didn't feed her. And that. So we actually had belly buds. Yeah. We actually had (laughs) belly buds. And I got Krista and Jason to read nursery rhymes and storybooks and stuff. And we'd put them on my belly so she knew their voices. But um, yeah, so if I wanted to calm her, I'd put like daddy on because she always calmed to daddy and mummy, she'd get all excited. So it was quite cute. So, yeah. if she was going to yell at someone at work, she should have to use the naughty word. She'd put the belly buds on. Yes, I didn't want to hear bad stuff. So, Aww. yeah, we protected her. Um, That's so, so sweet. So, yeah, so they took me down for cesarean and 
I ended up crashing on the table. My blood pressure crashed oh. really, really low and I started vomiting and everything and oh stuff. God, and I could no. hear the OB yelling, quick, just the stomach, just the stomach. And this is before Krista and my best friend had come in. So they're standing oh, at the no. door. Oh, my God. And, yeah. And poor Krista, I've walked in, why has she got her eyes closed? And they go, she's all right. She's just resting. Like, yeah. Oh, so, no. How stressful. Yeah. Well, probably not stressful for you, Beck, because you're probably so out of it and and in the moment that you aren't necessarily processing but Krista to watch and also have no power over what's happening oh it was terrifying we're watching from inside the little room before you go in as a sterile oh. room, like to go in and they hadn't let us in yet so my husband got um in a foot chase injured himself and had surgery three weeks before so he's at, oh, <laughs> in the room with the moon boot on so dramatic <laughs> guys so dramatic oh I know and I was so <laughs> furious at him I'm like stop chasing them um, so he's in the Stop chasing bed. the criminals? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> or hurting he's himself? Done it, he did it twice in the space of two years. This is the second time he's done it. Oh, so no. I was like, can you just not yeah. jump fences? Just just let them go. Let them go. Yes. <laughs> Three weeks before he's had moon boot surgery, in a moon boot, so he couldn't oh, come God. in. So I'm down there by myself with Beck's friend who I've only met in the last day. She's a beautiful woman. She filmed the whole thing. She was fantastic. Oh. But I'm looking at her going, they've killed her. She's dead. Oh. Like, I'm freaking out. <laughs> And poor Jay, that best friend, she's like, no, no, she's fine. It's fine. We just wait till we get in there. And we get in there and she's like, she's like they're fine. Her blood pressure's just dropped. I'm like, okay, okay. You know, panicking through the whole thing. Mm. And then they let you sit in behind and they go, we're going to take photos. And Beck's friend Jay's like, I'll film it. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's allowed to, but we did anyway. So, cool. um, so she's filming it. And Beck's going to my move up. They said, come up closer. We're going to show her to you. So you get close and stand, sit there with Beck's head like here. And Beck's going, she's coming. She's coming. Like, she obviously could feel something. Yeah. Oh my and God. then we knew when they cut into the water. Because have you ever heard a sprinkler head fall off and the water yes. goes? <laughs> <laughs> sounded like. That is literally oh, what wow. it sounded like. I was like, what's that? They go, we just broke her water. I'm like, oh, jeez. Um, then they're like, oh, she's, she's here. And they picked her up and they let her see us over the thing. And we knew the minute her pool had been burst because she started to cry like, who broke my swimming pool? I was happy so, here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And then we got to see her. She was huge. <laughs> so, so hold on. How big was she? she was eight pound two. Eight. Oh, Chunky baby. So she, she came out with like That was two weeks wrinkles. early. Oh, my yes. 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 My, her, was... her cousin who was her cousin who was born four weeks later in the same hospital was 10 pound oh so oh okay. the Stockdale girls go big they do yeah. they go big or they go home we love that my daughter was born eight pound two as well at, at two weeks early and she well, was also kids... large yeah yeah yours yeah okay. my boys were both bigger than that oh oh wow delightful so. had a nice dainty girl <laughs> Yes, yes. I think if we went the extra two weeks, there was no she hope did, she, she would have been a nine them. pounder for sure. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, yeah. so she was let's, huge. Let's just talk the dichotomy between your previous births, back. So, with your boys, um, what? How was your delivery with them? Both were uh, vaginal deliveries. Mm-hmm. Um, very easy. I found that very easy. Uh, recovery was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with this one, but. I was straight up with Bubby. Yeah, after the cesarean, I was straight up. It was oh, really? no issues. Feeling yeah. good. Even the good. midwives because we stayed in the hotel for two weeks. So I'd go mm-hmm. down and let the midwives in. They're like, wow, look at you because I was walking around and stuff. Yeah, I was a little That's bit amazing. slower than normal, but yeah. 
So straight into it, I felt like a Jersey cow, but yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So, because yeah, go, go, go. So we, um, after Bub was born, we expressed. Okay. So she could get all the good stuff and that. So mm-hmm. for that two weeks, we expressed where we could. Um, Krista mm-hmm. accidentally put our express thing in the uh, microwave and melted it. Oh, one no. of the bits. Oh, no. So I couldn't express for a few, was about 24 hours nearly. Ooh. And I was a mm-hmm. huge Jersey cow with so mm-hmm. much milk. She, mm-hmm. she felt really, really bad. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to sterilize it. Yes. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. No. I mean, look. Also, sleep deprivation. You've you've both just had a baby. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. going on. We don't think yeah. clearly or do things clearly. And actually, just yeah. in the screen, little Miss Bub has actually has, has made an appearance. Hello, little hey, one. Hello. You see Annie Beck? Hello. So, so you call um Beck Annie Beck. Annie Beck. Yeah. That's Aww. so sweet. Annie. Hello, Baba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she obviously knows who you are. Oh, yeah. How oh, precious. Beautiful. Daddy, you might need to come back and get her. Sorry. <laughs> she no, does it's not okay. like the Zoom call. Um, I will ask, though, we're going to like step back a couple of seconds. Um, what did it feel like when that baby emerged? How did you both feel? Oh, I cried. There is, I'm going, oh, my God, Beck, look what you did. Look what you did. And there's video footage. <laughs> Of, of me crying, going, look what you did, look what you did. Aww. And I'm trying to say, look what we did. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. And so we both got to touch her on the foot. Um, mm-hmm. Krista got a cuddles. It was just amazing. The OB actually had little beanies that she puts on all her little babies. So she had mm-hmm. this cutest little beanie on. And, yeah, just seeing Krista with it was amazing. I'd done my job. Yeah. Aww. That's so beautiful. Um, so that, you a lot had of stress gone. Yes, yes, yeah. You're like done it. I did it. She's got the baby. Yes, yeah, she's got the healthy baby in her arms. Like, yeah, yeah. Except you weren't finished. Well, I knew it wasn't going to be finished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because we went to um, Gold Coast Hospital where we had our oh, okay, and Even further south. Yeah, and they were me. fantastic. They. Mm-hmm gave us both separate rooms so Krista had her own room all the midwives were fantastic except for the one we had the first night and they (laughs) made Krista feel she she was old and she just made Krista feel like crap but poor Krista's coming in the morning she goes I wasn't going to say anything and she just started bawling like Krista's a new mum she's never done this she's learning it was devastating for me to see her do that to Krista like she kept saying to Krista she should be in with her mum Oh, no. She yeah, repeatedly no. did it all night. So, like, if it was an accident, one off, like, the anaesthetist who was working on back when she was crashing, he goes, look, we're worrying about mum. He goes, oh, sorry. I said, I don't care what you call it. Keep her alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was an accident. Fair. Like, that's their yeah. job. The midwife, though, I was – so, Becca never had major surgery. So, mm. here she is, this beautiful woman. Here's some major surgery for your life as well. Mm-hmm. She let Beck shower by herself. And I, I was like, if I'd known, I would have stayed in the room and helped Beck shower. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was here for. Uh-huh. Yeah. Instead, I took the baby out because anyone who's had major surgery knows that first night, that's your good sleep night. That's yes. your really good sleep night. Yeah. So I left back. So I was taking the baby next door. I would have loved to have stayed in the room, but, you know, you've done your job. And um, my husband hates hospitals, so he left. And the midwife goes, where are you taking the baby? I said, to my room so Beck can get some sleep. And she made a face and I didn't think anything of it. 
and then all night so they were they wouldn't let me feed her the colostrum they oh. had to do it so okay. and she was feeding her wrong she was just shooting it into her mouth so she was getting boatloads of wind so she was screaming and I couldn't get her to calm down mm. and I hadn't slept because I stayed awake with Beck and like Beck did all the work mm. and I'm fully appreciative of that yeah. I was tired so I buzzed her at about one I said look what am I doing wrong I need help she won't sleep and I'm scared we're pleased we go to jobs with unfortunately babies that have been rolled on and babies that oh. have been so that was my fear I have this real I'm gonna roll in it thanks to your podcast though Kristen I don't care about that now she co-sleeps with me now and I'm fine so I'm all good you know but I was like I need help I don't know what I'm doing and she goes well she should be in with her mother you know if she's with her mummy I'll go get more milk from mummy and she just kept doing it and normally I would have just terrible fed it back to her but I was tired this is a big emotional Emotional, thing you've just she said to Kristen you should have thought about this before you had a baby Oh, oh my like, goodness! On. Where's and the sensitivity? We didn't have her again. She Good. was never near us again. And oh. then the next morning, I, so I've been awake all night. The next morning, she was doing handover at my door, and so I'm an insulin dependent diabetic. So they had because okay. I'm missing part of my pancreas. That's another part of my blessing. <laughs> Lucky disease. you. Lucky you. So they only just found out. So they so they had my medication, and one of the midwives coming on was like okay well what do we need to do for Krista like and they go nothing she's not your patient don't help her don't do anything like this she's not the patient the mother is in next door and I thought well maybe she hadn't been given a correct handover maybe she didn't understand the circumstances yeah and we actually very generous of you Krista that's very very kind I let I didn't realize I could ask for another midwife all these things I know now Mm. but I'm never going to do this again so it doesn't matter (laughs) um I said to um I said to Mazelette slipped to our new midwife that morning and she went and spoke to the one we had the previous day. She actually came in and said she was given the correct handover. And unofficially she sort of said, You can make a complaint. I would suggest you you do. Yeah. Oh so we goodness. sort of got the impression that perhaps maybe she was a bit of a problem. Yes. Mm. And you, that so she was made more of the traditional. I was supposed to, I never got there. Yeah, I guess I never okay. got I, to it. I can relate. I, yeah. Oh, it was, it was very it. difficult. I struggled. Oh, yeah. yeah, and we have had, so I will say, because I am on the Gold Coast, I actually work across from the Gold Coast Hospital. I am in the office building literally straight across from it. Um, but I have heard many stories from women who have birthed in that hospital and they have really awful experiences. And a lot of it is because of um, the midwife culture. There are some beautiful midwives there, but there's a lot oh, that aren't. And it's just... Yeah. Um, kind of scary so hopefully they are working on changing that because they are meant to be a world-class hospital um for well that was the only one all the others we had were Beautiful. amazing they, they actually, all loved the story they yeah even they the should. ob came in and, and checked up on me the next day and the midwife said she never does that yeah she really? also told so, you not to do it again because you're too old <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, she was looking at Krista. Said she's not allowed to do this again. So, <laughs> so who is your who is your obstetrician? Um, I can't remember what her name was, but she was an absolutely lovely lady. Tanya. So, it could have been glasses. I think she had. Oh, she I was used out to of be it. like the lead. At, sorry, this is me like being like I know the Gold Coast because I birthed at Gold Coast Private, yeah. and there was one person who lived across both of them, and she was in charge of the obstetric ward at Gold Coast yeah. as well. But anyways, um, that's that's an aside. She makes beanies. She makes beanies. <laughs> we love Lovely. that. 
Wow. So, so yeah. it sounds like a, a really intense ride for lots of different reasons. Even if everything had gone um, medically smoothly, it would have been intense anyway because mm-hmm. obviously it's a yeah. big decisions and big journeys. But how did this impact your friendship, would you say? Oh, I'd say that we're a lot closer now, um, mm-hmm. particularly so when with surrogacy, when your baby's born in Queensland, that's not where it finishes. Our birth certificate still currently has Beck as the mother. Oh, my oh, wow. God. What? <laughs> so yeah. when your baby's born, so you don't get to relax and enjoy your baby. That's when it starts, particularly when you pick a lawyer like mine who didn't tell us she'd never done one before, at least in oh Queensland. We God. found out the day before. So Amelia has only just been made ours legally in the last two weeks. No. On the night. Well, that's good. On, Oh so um, we now have Eight to apply to, but we're waiting for the parentage order. So you have yep. to do all these affidavits. You have to do another counselling session to make sure you're still competent. Otherwise, they can turn around and say, well, no, we don't agree with you having a child. Oh, my goodness. Um, and do all that and then go apply to court to have your baby's parentage transferred over. So we've been doing nothing but arguing with lawyers from the no. day she's born until just recently. I'm still getting bills. Yeah. From them. Oh my God. That's so our friendship's gotten. That was actually the worst part. Obviously, Beck had to do the pregnancy. That might be the worst part for her. But this has been the most traumatic and horrible part for me. Is the mm. post. I haven't actually been able to enjoy my child. Yeah. Until about now. It so, holds up everything. Like they've just bought mm. a new house. It. You've got to change your will. You've got to yep. like um, to enroll her in school. They need her birth certificate. Of course. Yeah, so they want so her birth things. certificate with their name on it. You know, yeah. and that's even just they are things like going to the doctor. Like there's yeah. just the, oh pr- the practicalities of the day to day life. Yeah, yeah. So they are the parents. So, so that's where it's sort of um, the friendship's been like really good, probably more mm. so. I think because we've had mm. been up, I've been up talking to going these beep 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 lawyers and. <laughs> I was so, my yeah. lawyer was really really good and actually yeah. helped Krista's lawyer out a lot. Oh, good. So she was <laughs> we love fantastic. That. Yeah. She was, um, that made our journey a lot easier at the end because they wanted to mm. try and get another adjournment for February next year. Oh, my God. And they've rung my lawyers and I've gone, no, I refuse. Krista no. already told her to... lawyers no, but they then rung my lawyers still seeking one and they've rung me and I've gone, no, I refuse. We, we're doing it on the night. Good. Oh, my so. God. Because I got to the point where I was getting the emails from the lawyers and I'd just cry because I'd see a yeah. name come up and I'd cry because they'd want something else. Oh. and. So you have to put in your affidavit what you plan to do about how you plan to tell your child. They're very against yep. you keeping it a secret. And I've yep. got that, like I said, no filter. I, I tell strangers I don't have a uterus. So <laughs> I mean, now I tell them cool this story. is the product. This is the product. Um, <laughs> so they had to include it. So um, we already had a plan. We, were, we got the books, like how to make where babies come from, all this other stuff. Oh. And then we've also, I also plan. So Beck is a First Nations woman. So oh. we've asked her sister, who is a beautiful beautiful artist to do a journey a stop painting journey of how we came to get Amelia so her auntie Moo as we call her Beck's sister auntie Moo um is going to do that for us so we included that in there because that was important that's the big thing we're beautiful Mm -hmm. way to tell people and then they wanted to know Beck's clan name they wanted to know this wanted to know Beck's sisters and And none of that was relevant like that's not and that upset me, and of course that then upset Beck. And I'm like, I don't know if you want to tell them that's fine, but why are they asking all this personal information that has no bearing on anything else other than how we choose mm. to include that? Like, we've yeah. all met on Palm Island. Beck's culture, we wanted that represented, and that's just how mm. we chose to do it. 
And so that upset me. And then wanting to move the date, I was just like, this, this, this is getting silly. And they were getting quite aggressive with me for not wanting to move it. They're like, we want a good judge who's going to make it a pleasant experience. And I said, dude, this like, isn't a pleasant experience. You've already ruined that, guys. Yeah. Said, this oh, is, this, it's like, not pleasant anyway. It's got nothing to do with it. That, that's, mm, it's yeah. just formality. It's a, tick in, yeah. it's a tick in the box. I said, this isn't yeah. a pleasant moment. Like, I know some people think it's great when you go to court, but it's not like an adoption. Like, no. If this is. This is my genetic child. This this is a hoop that I have to do mm. because some bureaucrats and I had to. So it's not a pleasant yeah. moment. And now pleasant moments are the time we spend with Beck and her family and our family. Yeah. As not hangers on that I have to pay. Like they're not doing yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Chris, I'm paying you to do this job. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that they were quite happy to see the back of us. Good. Yeah. And you but them. Like, and you that, them. I can imagine that that would really impact because I, I assume that surrogacy is a really challenging mental transition um, and that bonding would be incredibly hard as it is, um, let alone when you're told, sorry, but on your birth certificate, you're not the mother. Like that must mm. have been a really challenging mental barrier to get over. Oh, you, you see it. And, and it, it, yeah. it's, like, it's nice seeing back then where we get to keep that and show him, you say, hey, look, mm. but yeah. it's just one more thing. Like, not one to compare to them in America, but in America, a lot of the states, you actually don't have to do it or you do it before the birth. So then yeah. once your baby's born, your name automatically goes in the birth certificate. Yeah. Okay. As husband, like you, And so then you don't have to worry about it. You get to enjoy your, mm, the fresh your, baby. your baby. You're mm, not having yeah. to go, okay, I've got to get an affidavit. And you've only got between 28 days and six months to apply. Right. At month five, they had to finish our brief. Yeah. Sorry. Oh my god. And and you're busy trying to like um care for a small human baby who's just been And we were living with, with my hard. mum because we had a three month three month difference between us moving from council and into our new house. So my oh. mum's house is tiny. God loves my mum, she had us there, but it is a small house and not really designed for all of us to be in it. So I was like, This is just and then I had to fight Centrelink to get my paid parental leave and I was just, yeah. I was just over it. I was like, Yeah. No. Wow. So it sounds like the easiest part of the surrogacy was the relationship you had with Beck and the, the oh, just, just apart brilliant. from apart from all the medical concerns, <laughs> I, that yeah. was actually the easier part. It was all of the bureaucratic nightmares of hoop jumping. After, mm -hmm. Yeah, after yeah. was probably the longest. Right. Yeah. So I have a that couple was of the questions. hardest thing of the whole. Yeah. yeah, that would be the hoop jumping, right? So I have yeah. a couple of questions. Um, we have recently added an acknowledgement of country to our podcast. So I actually have a couple of questions around that. So first, Beck, um, would you like to share your country, uh, where you were from? So and where you from we, um, my family's from Minjuraba, so I'm a Kwandamuka woman. Um, yeah, so I grew up knowing my whole life, um, and I think that might be the path why I went and worked in the communities. Mm -hmm just mm -hmm. to give back yeah. so yeah so um and like crystal was saying my sister does a lot of artist work and paintings and stuff and mm. very good storytelling in her paintings mm. so oh, I wow. think it's going to be amazing when she does a painting for crystal oh, I'm so excited to see that I hope that you guys yeah. will be able to share it with us I would really like to although I won't I won't have a step of course I'm just no 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 no, no, no we share everything, yeah. As you should know that by now. Like, yeah, yeah. We've been, we've been, we've been planning this, this um, getting moved to paint this since the first transfer. So oh, I've finally been able nice. to take a photo of the wall. I just need my husband to measure it because I can't read a measuring tape. So that's so exciting. <laughs> so precious. What is the new name of Mindiraba? Um, uh, it's North Stradbroke Island. 
Oh, okay. So Stratty, yeah. so across from uh, yep. Gold Coast and Brisbane, so, really. Yes. Oh, yep. cool. And so, so where, where, what country are you living on now? So I don't really want to say, but. <laughs> oh, fair enough. You don't have to say where you live. It's still in Brisbane way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's so fine. Um, it's just trying to figure yeah. out if we want to add to this acknowledgement of country where our guests are coming from. Um, but we can also just acknowledge Linjiraba in general. Um, and do you want to share, Krista, what country you are coming to us from? I don't actually know. So oh. I know Rockhampton um, is where the Jerumble tribe is, but I don't know the actual mm -hmm. names of the tradition. That's not really something. I'm sorry. No. No, that's fine. We we had to do some research as well. We had we are all like doing this kind of process together and learning. So that's so fine. Um, yep. I can look up what Yapoon is um, as a the the regional dialect in there anyways moving on um there was one thing that we haven't touched on yet that krista did share with me in her original message to me on instagram a couple of months ago and that was that you had postpartum pre oh, i ended up back in hospital with postpartum <laughs> preeclampsia <laughs> yeah yeah, on um, blood pressure tablets. I'd never had a high blood pressure. It wasn't until we had it and then it skyrocketed and they reckon 1% of the population get it. So hands up. So Here lucky. we go again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's you that are one in a million. 1% of the population get it. Yeah, that's you. Everything about yeah, you development is just one insertion. <laughs> yeah, well, it was yeah. just all rare stuff. I was like a textbook. You were. No I was wonder a teaching, the, the, teaching textbook. Exactly. No wonder the, the midwife students and the obstetricians are so interested to learn about both of you. <laughs> both of us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so I'm just, like, going through all the questions that we had for you. So yeah, the hardest thing was really the legal hoop jumping um, yep. after the fact for both of you? Definitely, because I saw the pressure it put on Krista. Like, oh. And it puts pressure on me too because if anything happens Just, to yeah. Krista and Jason, I'm yeah. still the birth mother. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so, there's, you know, even though I knew what Krista's wishes were, it's something mm. we discussed and mm -hmm. there's no way I'd ever not abide by those wishes. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Just looking at the child, like even when she was born, she was never my baby. It was yeah. always Krista's baby. And yeah. the whole pregnancy, I had a, I had a five-year-old niece who's now six, but she knew it was Krista's baby and she'd always pat me on the belly, Krista's baby. So, oh. yeah, and even when I looked at her, I thought deep down, you know, I might have that yearning, yearning for her and whatnot, but never did. Never. Yeah. It's always just auntie, yeah. it's it, And I think having that maturity and so many mm. years between my kids and her, yeah, I definitely did not want a newborn baby. So <laughs> it was a lot easier <laughs> yeah. not to have that connection or that need. Yeah. So. Wow. Definitely. Amazing. It was so funny that's... when. Sorry, you go. go. No, 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 you go, Krista. Uh, when Bex had her two boys, her sister, one of her sisters said to me, Bex will be emotional for four days afterwards. Even Bex said, I'll just cry. Don't worry about it. Don't stress about it. It's normal. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, Nothing. Wow. Me, on the other hand, yeah. couldn't stop crying. <laughs> and it was a big joke the whole way through the pregnancy. Like, Beck would have something and I would get, like, I was throwing up at work and I was, had to leave work because I was at a job, a DV of all things. And I'm like, oh. I feel really sick. And oh. I'm trying to look around this beautiful house going, I need to vomit. I need to vomit. And it's just like, what do I do? And I, I ended up having, and I couldn't work it out. Her. 
And even now, I text her in Big W about a couple of months after Emmy had been born. And I've never had a problem. I've always been very good about holding my bladder. And I sneezed and I peed. And I said to her, what is going on? What is that? Just saying, I didn't have that issue. It's so funny that you've got all of these. But she thinks she's got all my symptoms. So, yeah, that I never had. So It was the thing I said, this, this, I was not meant to get any of this crap. Like, yeah, what yeah. Is you're going like, on? I, I don't have a uterus. I thought I solved this problem. Oh, this goodness. is the kind of conversations we were having the whole way through. Like, yeah, there was no sort of topic, and that's probably too much information for people. But that's no, like, you no, sort no. of have that link that yeah. now, like, she got COVID the other week and had nothing wrong with her. Two days later, after she texted me, about a week later, I was like, I feel sick, I can't get out of bed. I had no COVID. <laughs> but it was, it was like, the two of you, just, yeah, just in sync. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Oh, I'm happy if she keeps getting the symptoms for everything and I'm fine. Like, yeah. It makes me happy. <laughs> She's just that. being extra generous to you, taking on all those, mm. those things for you. Exactly. So, exactly. so that, the things that were the most challenging. What was the kind of maybe the most surprising um, thing about this experience for you both? I think how cute she is. Yeah. <laughs> She's so damn She's cute. She's so my husband. So. <laughs> <laughs> And how well all our families bonded and stuff as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And all my friends at work, they all claim the baby as well. <laughs> yeah. They're always asking to see photos or, or I'm always showing photos and stuff and even made sure that we took the baby in after she was born to see her. So oh, because yeah. they've been through the whole process. They knew from the day I was getting the transfer yeah. done. Mm. It's the longest pregnancy ever. So, oh, wasn't it? Everyone's so just yeah. attached brought all the yeah and because it's a high-risk job yeah and a high-risk job I just came straight off the road I mean they'd spent so much money I wasn't going to risk anything happening Mm -hmm. so wow yeah Yeah. you just tried to test everyone didn't you miss Amelia's made another appearance hello yeah Chubbs 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 is her nickname everyone my sister my sister-in-law, my, sorry, my sisters don't want children and one of them lives in Canada. Her mother-in-law is like, she'll be my grandbaby too. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lots of love for little Miss Amelia. Oh, yeah. you're so lucky. Amelia one. Rebecca. So oh. we decided to honour oh. Beck. We gave a middle name. Hey, Amelia Rebecca. Hey. Sweet. You guys are so cute. <laughs> so what does, what does it look like now? Like um, you guys said that you're going to see Beck in a few days. Um, so she's Auntie Beck, um, and I feel like Auntie has a couple of meanings, especially when you're a First Nations woman. Woman Beck, I mean, Auntie is, I know, like just like yeah. mom, really, like it's it's such a meaningful term. So, what does that relationship yeah. with Amelia look like for you guys? Awesome, like yeah, constantly FaceTiming. She picks up the phone and gives me big kisses, so I get to see new Aww. teeth all the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> Like it was so cute the other day, Krista propped me up to go do something and it was against one of those little, you know, fold-out chairs that you get for kids mm-hmm. yeah. and she's gone to pull herself up on the chair and knocked it down. So she oh. crawls over and picks the phone back up and starts talking to me in the phone while oh. Krista's out of room. It was the cutest thing ever. So she turns oh. the phone off or hangs up yeah, on of me. Course. Yeah, of <laughs> yes. course. But, yeah, yeah. so it was cute. It was fine. But, yeah, oh. no, she – um. Yeah, we love FaceTiming all the time and Krista knows if she has any questions or any dramas that she yeah. can always ring me and, yeah. Mm. Like I yeah, think she got a bit scared recently, like something happened and, you know, Bubby might have 
ended up with an ouchie, but I'm like, it happens. Don't stress. Yeah. Just, mm. you know, it happens. Gotta, Kids are quick. Yeah, so you've got a, you've got a, a first a, ambulance ride. Yeah, yeah. But you, <laughs> you've got like a wealth of experience in Beck as well because obviously you, you have mothered mm. your own children. Um, oh, I had two so. boys. I had five, three broken arms before they were five. So, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean. I cannot imagine. Like, yeah, <sighs> and none of them were on my watch. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but of it course. happens. They, kids are yeah. so quick and trying to explain ah. that to Krista. It's a learning mm-hmm. experience. And that's what I said mm-hmm. to her. People are going to give you so much different advice. Oh, Try they? it. If it doesn't work, move on. Sorry, no, hi. You're not going to oh. get offended if it doesn't work. Just use what you can, seriously. Absolutely. No. And trust me, I, I apologise. Um, I follow Kristen um, Alan, on your thing. And I, I'll i admit that this is probably, I don't know if this applies to every infertile woman or something. I had this idea that I was not allowed to be upset or find parenting hard because I worked so hard. Oh. And I went through that until I found you on Instagram. I still don't know. Oh. I found you on Instagram, but I'm... Not giving, not feeding you fluff. I seriously, I was like, I was it. devastated. Like, I, I was so upset. I was crying. I couldn't cope. And we were up at Townsville by ourselves. Oh. And I'd, I'd, I'd take her into the police station going, can someone give me a break? Just anyone. Yeah. And she'd just get passed around. All the men in my oh, station beautiful. were so incredibly supportive and amazing. And they just like, it's okay. My wife is in. They give you hugs. And yeah. husband works shift work. We all work shift yeah. work. And it was yeah, that's hard. hard. It was nice. She and, was a new mother. Yeah, yeah, you were a new mum. But you had so even much more. You had so many more challenges. Like, you didn't have less. You had more. Like, yeah. oh, she was buying a new house, house, everything, moving, just, just the every pressure you could imagine yeah. they had on top of them. So, and I kept telling her, you're just doing a good job. Don't worry about it. Just do what yeah. works for you. If she's going to sleep, lying on you she's going to sleep lying on you do it (laughs) but it's hard I get it Krista it's hard when you've you've got this version of how it's quote-unquote supposed to happen in your head and Mm. obviously this is something you've been looking forward to for such a long time that when it becomes challenging or Mm. it doesn't work and obviously you are both incredibly capable women Mm. so feeling out of your depth can be really triggering and hard yeah it it was awful like I just didn't know and I was like all the sleep people said this they said this and my sister-in-law is like and god love my god love my sister-in-law she she sleep trained both her both her kids and it's all fine and i said i don't Mm. want to do it i don't want to do it i tried it i couldn't get her to do it it didn't conform i got stressed i got overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and then we moved into the house here and she suddenly refused to sleep in the port cot i was like right that's it in the bed and oh she sleeps fantastically now she just sleeps all night wakes up for a bottle goes back to sleep and i'm like oh that's amazing (laughs) yeah the sleep people the sleep people they they Becky, you. you're so lucky that you raised your boys before social media because the sleep people on social media, they will break you. Uh, they broke me. They broke Siobhan. Yeah. They broke Krista. No. They broke us all. <laughs> that, that's the advice I gave everybody after having my boys because I was so young. Like The looks mm-hmm. I would get walking down the road and stuff. Yeah. And I looked younger than, what, 17. I looked younger than that. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. you know, but my boys lived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made it through. I must have done something right. So they are. They are that's here. the whole thing. Like it's mm. so hard mm. as a new parent as it is. Mm. And that's why mm. I tell all new parents, try things. If it don't work, try something else. Mm-hmm. Do not feel bad about it. Do not, you know, give it a go if it doesn't work. Not everything works yeah. for every baby. They're different. No. Yeah. Everyone all, is different. And that's what they've got to understand. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And nobody should judge anybody for it because... Mm-hmm. It is like, 
you know, you've got to try things at work. If they don't work, move on. Absolutely. So it's okay if you're in first time, you've got your baby, you're sitting going, what have I done? Yeah, oh, like we're allowed to say that. Yes, that was absolutely my first reaction. Oh, just because you quote unquote mistake. asked for it, doesn't matter. We've all been there. We've all been like, this is not what I planned. This is, yeah. oh dear. This is not in the movies. No, <laughs> no. And we went, when we went for our second counselling appointment after she was born, they get us all together. You do an hour, an hour, and then an hour as a group sort of thing. And oh, we can talk gosh. about to make sure our relationship, the goal is to keep your relationship intact. And as far as I'm yeah. saying, we're still intact. So, I mean, we try and keep up. I try and include Beck and I try. Sometimes I get a bit stuck on it. I take the photo and then forget to send it. Yeah. My life. But we get there. <laughs> you a small child. I'm still waiting on Santa photo, but, you know. <laughs> Just waiting. It's fine. Mate, um, she, so she's teething. It's, it's all good. I'll get it Monday next year. And she said to me, they sort of said in the counselling appointment, she goes, oh, it might be too soon to ask, what do you want to do with the rest of your embryos? What's the plan? I said, oh, no more. And she goes, oh, are you sure? Goodness. It's only been a month. I said, no, no more. I, I will never do this again. <laughs> it is not for me. I, I'm selfish. I like my sleep and I mm -hmm. like to spend time with my husband. The second part of that is a bit light on at the moment. So we're going down to see Jason's family so we'll get a little bit of break and then we get to take it down to see beck so she gets the full family compliment and we get that little bit of time together that we Breather. haven't had mm -hmm. yeah and i know that i don't think i could do this again let alone the cost so we're shy i haven't done the full calculations yeah. but we're about eighty thousand dollars wow sent away yeah. so i'm using my inheritance so my dad passed away a year or so a year or two before we started this so Aww. i'm using my inheritance to pay for Thanks, that Dad. um yeah, I said, can I use it for this? He had prostate cancer, so he was um, he was terminal. So I said, can I? He was saying, look, I'd prefer you girls to use it on something important, not just shop it away. And yeah. I said, can I use it for the baby? And he said, sure, that's, that's a very nice. important cause, very reasonable. So he's like, yeah, that's fine. So we we did it that way. So we're eighty thousand dollars poorer than what we were, and I'm still paying yeah. bills for it. Um, yeah. We'd have <sighs> to find another surrogate. And I just, and then the legal side of this just ruined the whole thing for me. And I look, I was always going to be a one and done even before this. Now I am 100% mm. certain I am a one and done. Oh, mm. brilliant. But just the extra cost, it's too hard. Like for those families that want more, it is, it's a lot emotionally, physically, financially. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. too hard. You've got to find someone else. You And finding a surrogate in Queensland, you can't advertise for someone and a surrogate can't yeah. advertise to be a surrogate. Oh my goodness. So it's you can there's only someone about... Offer. Yeah. Mm. There's only about a hundred a year in Australia. Yeah. So few, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. And people don't so understand how needed it is. Mm, so very. recently, um, so Beck and I have another friend that we worked with on Palm Island. She actually acted mm. as a surrogate for her best friend as well oh. about a year or two before ours. So she's just she's done it. So we're quite fortunate that we've known quite yeah. The policing family people obviously have different views on our relationships and stuff, but as a family we do do those sort of things have that close relationship yeah. to offer that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I'm also met, um, my mum worked for Queensland, Education Queensland as an admin lady. A woman rang up and said, I've got it, my, I want to be a surrogate for my sister. She goes, what, what do I entitled to? And my mum started to cry apparently on the phone oh. and said, someone just did this for my daughter. She gave my number and I actually just, I just connected with her the other week. So I've been oh. helping her, talking her through that. And because she's oh, up lovely. here and her sister will be down, down where Becky is, I've said, if your sister can't come up, I will go to appointments with you. I'll, she's got a six-week old. So obviously her, this is a long-term thing for them. Mm. Um, oh, my goodness. But she needs to wait. Yeah. So she's like, I'm going to I'm gonna do it for my sister. So I said, look, I'll be able to take care of the baby. I'll go with you. And she started crying. She's like, oh, that's so nice. I said, well, no, someone's done that for me. Mm. This is my opportunity to help someone 
in the same sort of circumstances. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So it, it, I'm meeting, it's becoming more and more common. As it yeah. just, as people are having babies later or things mm. are I think it's helped with Rebel Wilson actually getting it yeah. out there in the media. Mm. So, yeah, very, oh. very big. And that actually helps. So hopefully more people will look at it. And a lot of people will say, oh, I always thought I'd do something like that. Yeah. So they just don't and know how to. It. You did it. It's not. Yeah. It's definitely not an easy thing for you to get to meet strangers. You sort of need someone in your family. Not that you'd wish that on them, but you need someone in your yeah. family to have that issue that that is required. Because like yeah. I said, it's, it's Queensland in particular makes it so difficult to get yourself out there to say I am willing to do this. Mm. Yeah. Well, ladies, you guys are amazing and i'm so yeah. grateful that we got to talk to you thank you so much for coming on today i hope we didn't bore you too much you. not at all, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> thank you so welcome back to the present slash still in the past but anyways that was the wonderful beck and krista talking all about their journey to motherhood and surrogacy surrogate motherhood and intended parenthood and all of that kind of amazing stuff um, I really, really enjoyed it, Siobhan. How about you? Oh, I loved it. And I'm mm. so it's been a few weeks since we recorded um, mm -hmm. that particular podcast and I've been reflecting on my memories of it. And like you said, like you said at the beginning, they're just awesome people. And mm -hmm. I know you described um, Beck's uh, decision to um, be a surrogate as kindness and like in in incredible kindness. But it's so funny because I don't think she would describe it as that. I think she'd be like, that's what you yeah. do. If someone, if a friend, yeah, <laughs> yeah, if a friend asks you, that's what you do. Like I just, just loved it's how, just how it is. Uh, yeah, how no nonsense she was, and how like down to earth, and um, she was awesome. And Krista is mm. similarly wonderful. And I loved that we got to see the the beautiful little baby that came from this like love. And I guess mm -hmm. like obviously during a quote unquote natural conception is hopefully the baby is born out of love like this this baby was born out of so much love like, like so love much love Ugh. two intended parents between two like work colleagues and people who became like really good friends and like family mm. to each other um and it's I don't know it was just such a beautiful story and really lovely to get to know them and mm -hmm. hear their story yeah it's a little baby that has her very own village which is rare and it's just yeah it's all so special but anyways, we have been talking your ear off for at least an hour, if not longer. So we're going to let you go without any Fun Fact Fridays or Tidbit Tuesdays or any of the bickering Siobhan and I usually do. And we'll save that for next <laughs> week because, yeah, I am emotionally wiped and exhausted. Uh, I don't know about you, Siobhan. Ah, so much oh, joy. It was beautiful. So let's just, yeah, let's just end on a wonderful, happy note that was that, yeah. that, was that episode. Phenomenal. All right, crew. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.